Rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ball and chill. Today I want to talk about the Forgotten Falcons. See, when I say the Forgotten Falcons, I'm not, I obviously haven't forgotten about these Falcons and they are not buried in history, but they are some of the unsung heroes in this Falcons franchise. And I really sticking towards the, uh, the early 2000s up to, you know, 20, uh, I guess early 2000s to now is uh, being glue guys, maybe overshadowed on good teams, maybe even playing well on bad teams, that um, I got I put together a, uh, three players that I wanted to highlight today to kind of get you excited for the 2020 team because I think we got some some glue guys too that and some unsung heroes on on this team that um, that we could highlight as well. So like the first. The first unsung hero that I like to bring up in conversations. I was just at a party for my son, a birthday party, and we were sitting around talking. And um, I had a list and was kind of talking with some friends about some about the Falcons, the Forgotten Falcons, the unsung heroes. And um, this was brought to my attention. This guy was brought to my attention, and I totally. Uh, forgot about him. Like the uh, the honorable mentions were uh, Jarius Norwood uh, and Algie Crumpler, which is a little uh, a little farther back. And uh, there was one other one as a defensive player. Um, I was gonna do Thomas Dacude because he had a couple good years, but he wasn't like as he was kind of a glue guy as a safety. Um, so a couple. Uh, a couple of minor players like that. Um, but the three that I picked out were like our major players uh, or played a, a significant role. Like, um, anyway, it's, it's a really cool list. So, and this will this will put you in the Wayback Machine for all uh, you Falcons fans out there to uh, just uh, reminisce on some, um, some positive days. So, anyway, the first player... Is a just a gym. He's part of DVD, and if you're a Falcons fan, you know what that means. He's part of uh, Dunn, Vic, Duckett, 2003 to 2005. TJ Duckett. Um, he was a first round pick in 2002, um, and in 2005, the Falcons led the league in rushing. And he was a part of that. Um, had some monster numbers. He was he was only in Atlanta for four years, but it just made a huge impact. The attitude, the physicality that he played with, I mean, just seeing him get a first down, just flexing on people, was just incredible. Just seeing him power through, he was like your typical like. For a little while, Carolina had like thunder and lightning. You know, they had. Uh, oh, I can't even remember the names of the guys now, but like you know, it was a scat back, and you had your bruiser. So he was the bruiser in the equation. And uh, Warwick Dunn was the, you know, the lightning. And he was the thunder. And so, um, and then also, this guy named Mike Vick was pretty good. So, yes, he got overshadowed. And yes, he was the, I guess, 
the third leg of the tripod, but that those three led the league in rushing in 2005, and um, he played with Atlanta for four years, made a huge impact. He um, in 2003 he started 10 games and had 11 touchdowns, um, his best year as in his career. Um, 11 touchdowns still holds up in the Falcons record book. Uh, the year the Falcons went to the Super Bowl with Devontae Freeman running the ball in 2016, he had 11 touchdowns as well. So uh, as a you call him a fullback, but it was really a, a running back too. He had 11 touchdowns, so that's pretty incredible. Um, yeah, he played that real big. Um, Cordell, uh, Cordell Stewart? No. Oh no, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, the bus from uh, the from the Steelers. Wow, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Um, him and Mike Hostunt from the Buccaneers. He played like the big bruiser. Obviously, not of that caliber. These are guys are Hall of Famers, but like just big bruiser. And I loved it because he got up and flexed on people and. He, so his, his this career highlight was in um he put away the the Rams in 2000 what was it 2004 he put the Rams away he had um in 2004 division round divisional round Jim Moore Jim Moore senior was his first playoff game and uh, with Mike Vick, and they were winning in the fourth quarter, and the TJ Duckett put the game away with a, a, a touchdown with a really brutal run. They really ran the clock out and got a big win. So that was like his highlight of his. They, they really leaned on him on that in that possession. But throughout his three four years, he was an incredible part of DVD, and the world was watching with Mike Vick, work done, and TJ Duckett. It was a uh, it was quite it was quite a time to be a Falcons fan. Um, so that's the first guy who's kind of an unsung hero. Even though they have a an acronym or initial yeah, acronym named after them in Atlanta lore, but I think that people whenever you sit around the, the campfire and talk about oh the Falcons about the great Falcons in the past, you obviously don't bring up T J Duckett. But uh, I just wanted to jog that memory of him. And then, so, this kind of leads me into the next um, forgotten Falcon of, um, and really an unsung hero. This is like, he's the definition of unsung hero. Um, one of the cool, I mean, probably one of my favorite Falcons um, is Todd McClure. Todd McClure played senior, uh, little, Todd McClure played center for the Falcons, um, he was drafted in 99, um, he tore his ACL, like the third day of camp, super bad luck. Then they, then they replaced him in the depth chart and then he won the starting job back again in 2000. So in two, from 2000 here, just check the sheer numbers of this out. And the travesty about this one is, is Tom McClure was such a good player. He was such a durable player that the Falcons kind of did him bad. But the first off, the league did him bad because um, he never went to a Pro Bowl. He never um, got recognized. Kind of was just, um, my opinion, 
there was a couple years in there that the Falcons were really running the ball really well that I think that he could have got the nod there. But anyway, his nickname was the Mud Duck. I don't know how that came about, but uh, it's a pretty sick name for a center. He was really kind of nasty. Him, Harvey Dahl, Tyson Glabo, uh, Justin Blaylock, uh, obviously Tom McClure, and there's another Sam Baker, kind of. But like when it was that era of the offensive line, just like with T.J. Duckett. So T.J. Duckett was running the ball in 2003 and 2000 through 2000, I mean, well, from... 02 to 05 is when TJ Duckett was running the ball. And so Tom McClure got drafted um, in 99. So they overlapped. So he was the center while TJ Duckett was running. So, but like Tom McClure was the, he was the tone setter on that offensive line. And those guys were nasty. And I loved having articles wrote about your offensive line. When you go into the playoffs, your offensive line, you, you see other teams beat writers writing about how dirty in a negative sense the Falcons offensive line was in which I enjoyed it. I have, we haven't had that in a long time of them playing to the echo of the whistle. Echo, echo, echo. I mean, them really pushing it to the limit. So the what made Tom McClure so good was his durability. And the value of his pick, they found value. Dude, check this out. He's one of the greatest. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady is a pretty good story, too. But um, he was picked 273. Um, thir- no, no, not 273. 237th in the seventh round. They picked the center in the seventh round. And then he came back and he started twelve. He started twelve seasons with the Falcons. Started a hundred and ninety-five games and missed. And since he took over as a starter, he only missed one game due to injury. And when he retired, um, the Falcons kind of did him bad, and he was he was pretty much he was on the decline. But I think he still has some, some tread left in the tire. Um, and they they drafted Peter Cons, and Peter Cons never worked out, and they just handed the keys to the kingdom to Peter Cons and. And they went, we were like, we're going to start the young guy over the old veteran. And it never really worked out for Peter Cons. And Todd McClure hung up his cleats because of that. And Arthur Blank said so himself in a press conference at Todd McClure's retirement. Said they're going to honor him and retire um, his number, number 62, in the ring, and put him in the ring of honor. Now that hasn't happened yet. And so he retired in what, 2012? So that's been eight years ago. So uh, yeah, someone needs to do some research on that and let me know what's uh, what's happening. All uh, all the connected people out there. So that's a uh, Tom McClure is a overlooked Falcon for sure. He's an unsung hero. He's part he's part of the forgotten Falcons that I've put together on this list. Just a mean, I mean not mean, but like a really edgy offensive lineman, which is good. It's what you it's what you really strive for to win in the NFL because it's, uh, it's really hard to play in the NFL. So you got a running back in the early 2000s. You got offensive lineman in the early 2000s, really. And then here's another guy that was such a fan favorite and such a just a mystery to everybody involved. I'm, sh- I'm not sure he was a mystery to himself, but he was a mystery to the coaches. He was a mystery to the fans. He was a mystery to the opposing defense. Uh, 
he was just, uh, a mystery to the league. Mr. Anton Smith. Anton Smith was a fan favorite. Um, and he was he's one of the most efficient running backs in Falcons history. Um, he's probably one of the fastest in history as well. Um, Anton Smith just had breakaway track star speed. And he never really got a real shot. The highest, dude, the highest career carries he's ever had was 10 carries in a season, which is um, just about pitiful. And so, like, just hearing his numbers, it's like I'm not going to bog you down with stats, but just think about this in 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 the, in the source of, of a career, in the uh, scope of a career, he had 29 carries, 280. This is a career. Like, I'm sorry, this is such an anonymous. Uh, wow, such a enigma is why he wasn't good, why he wasn't used more, and why uh, why was he so efficient. 29 carries, 286 yards, um, 9.9 yards per rush. He averaged 10 yards every time he touched the ball. Four touchdowns, 15 receptions, 232 yards, 15.5 yards per reception, three receiving touchdowns, one fumble, 26 special teams tackles, he also played teams, so people don't forget, don't remember about that. It's probably one of these, probably because he's one of the Forgotten Falcons. But he was a fan favorite, and some of his, you go look him up on YouTube right now. He only had four touchdowns, but boy, their touchdowns would make you your jaw would just drop. The speed and just um, he was just, and so Mike Smith, who was the head coach at the time, had had this this talent now. Injuries kind of hurt his career. He was kind of in and off, off, off and on the injured reserve list. But, um, um, but Mike Smith would just not use him as a tailback. He would. He had Stephen Jackson at the end of his career, and 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 Michael Turner towards um, what was that? So he was ru- running the ball from twenty ten to twenty fourteen. So yeah, Michael Turner era. And Michael Turner is definitely not a forgotten Falcon. Man, he was he's one of the best running backs in Falcons history. Um and so the history is not very long. It's only six since nineteen sixty six. So um but there's some good some good players in the Falcons history, I'm just saying. But uh this is one of the great mysteries of, of all time and one of the the biggest uh forgotten Falcon of all time is Anton Smith. And if you don't know about any of these players, I would suggest Duck TJ Duckett really didn't have any like highlight reel um the best I could suggest to use to go back and watch um on YouTube uh the O four playoffs, O four division series against the Rams. TJ Duckett had a great had a great game there. Uh Todd McClure, I don't really know Watching film on a center, but Anton Smith. If you Google Anton Smith or go YouTube Anton Smith about his um, his touchdowns, it's just absolutely incredible the athleticism, and they never used in the right way. Mike Smith ever just they kind of just let him go. So anyway, those are my three um, unsung heroes of the Falcons franchise, and um, part of the forgotten Falcons list, and then. Kind of transition out of that 
a guy that I think could possibly be slipped into sliding into the category of the Forgotten Falcons or the 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 unknown or the um the unsung heroes is Ricardo Allen. I kind of just want to highlight some of uh what he's said recently and and kind of what his role is going to be this year. Um he played corner in in college and got drafted as a corner. He actually got cut as a corner under under Mike Smith. So and then he made the squad again on the practice squad under Dan Quinn's tutelage. And then they invited him back and Dan Quinn saw that he had the tools, the the ac- the acumen, the, the instincts to play safety, free safety, not strong safety because he's really small. He's I mean, relatively small for being a strong safety or being safety. So he has a real high uh, football IQ, um, great communication, leadership skills. He's like the quarterback back there and um, getting everybody lined up. And he's a great interview. I mean, just listening to his interviews, he's always willing to chat and all that. So it's, I really, really like um, um, Ricardo Allen. He's one of my favorite Falcons um, on the team. And he <clears throat> did an interview... And he was he mentioned another player not on his team by name, which is not very common. So it kind of just kind of got my ears perked up a little bit. He said he he could be um, because they have they picked up Jalen Hawkins, which is a safety in the safety room, and then they picked up um, Denard Darquez Denard from Cincinnati. That's a slot corner, a really good slot corner that could tackle. Kind of like a Brian Poole, but with a lot more experience, and um, so that could alleviate some pressure from the, the 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 rookie. And so there's a lot of depth in the in the in the back or uh, in the secondary. And so he says that he wants to be used, and he can be used by like Tyron or Tyran Matthew. I was like, man, that's crazy. And he went on to say, he said he played, he's played corner longer than he's played safety, and he's he's played a lot of uh, a lot of corner uh, in his days. And and then he said in the interview that he's come down and actually, you know, not played safety before and has played corner in a pinch. So I think that is kind of telling. Demonte KZ is too talented to not be on the field, so. I think you might put him back there in safety as well and let the let let Ricardo Allen fill in one of the corner slots, one of maybe even slot corner or what have you. But I think just hearing that is um uh, I think it might it might open up more questions, but it kinda gives you an idea of how he they're gonna use him. They're gonna use him um all over the field making um Making adjustments, obviously, too, but like trying to highlight him in. Um, and I'm thinking that maybe if that if AJ Terrell doesn't come in and and win that slot or or produce or whatever, they could make could make some changes to where he could come off the bench and work in the nickel and and they could cover his slot up because originally when I. Did my draft breakdown? I said, "Hey, AJ Terrell, starter day one. He's got to be because first round pick. You got to come in and start. You got to come in and contribute." 
but uh, now that they've got a couple, um, a, a little bit of depth there, that um, that Dark West and R really uh, changed some things. But hey, I'm still thinking, I still predicting that AJ Terrell is day one starter, but they're going to have some options going through there, and then so. They want to play, and I think they're going to go Dan Quinn's. We're going not to get too heavy into scheme, um, but I think they're going to play a lot more man coverage this year. I've already said that. And so, um, so yeah, so I really like Ricardo Allen. I think he's a really good glue guy. I hope he doesn't um, get, he gets kind of lost in the Falcons team. They've got talent on their team, um, but he's always been just an average. He's been an above-average safety. He's a fan favorite, and so those kinds of guys are the guys you need on your team for the all to go for the for the Falcons to go deep into the playoffs. Because you can't have like so when Keon when Keon Neal's on the on the uh, on the field, but between the numbers, he's a difference maker. He's a Pro Bowler. He's when he's healthy. People are going to talk about him. They're going to circle number 22 and say, listen, this guy's coming downhill. I do not want to get decapitated. I do not want to get separated from my cleats. Where is he at? Same thing with Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett, they look at him on the chart and they circle him. Other than that, I think those two guys, maybe even Deion Jones, but he plays in such a all-over position. Those three in the center there are your studs, and then you need some A-plus. So those are your A-plus guys. And now you need some A guys and some B plus guys to step in beside them and to really show out. And so I think Ricardo Allen's been that way for a long time. He's um, he's the longest tenured player since uh, the departure of uh, True True Font. So um, I really like Ricardo Allen. I think he's uh, gonna he's playing a big role. And I think he might be, and when he hangs the cleats up, maybe he is got to play a couple more years. When he hangs them up and makes himself enough money, I think he's going to go into coaching. And he's going to be a great coach, and he'll be a defensive back coach or wherever. He's a great communicator, and he's a great, great dude all around. So I really, really like him. So um, I'm excited about this defense. I'm excited about um, seeing how... The Falcons can mesh together. How Todd Gurley can get it going together. So those are my three forgotten Falcons that TJ Duckett, a part of DVD, absolute monster in the backfield, flexing on people. Todd McClure, the mud duck, grinding down in the muck, in the mud, moving moving people out the way. Just an absolute stud. Um, consistent, durable. And then you've got Anton Smith that like just... The phenom that was, uh, just for four years, the crazy video game like numbers that he put up efficiency wise. Whenever he got his shot, he made the most of it, and uh, for whatever reason, Mike Smith couldn't couldn't put him on the field more. So, uh, and those three guys are my forgotten Falcons. That hey, at a party or you know campfire, y'all sitting around, bring those guys up, and they'll uh, they'll get a smile out of Falcons faces and. Uh, a little player spotlight on Ricardo Allen. I'm super excited about uh, this coming up season. 
it's going to happen. Everybody be positive. And uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Rise Up Radar. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions, if you have any show suggestions, go ahead and drop them in the comment section. And uh, thank you for listening again. And until next time, rise up. Thank you.